Hey everybody, it's Zachary Carr, and this is Unmasking God. I just want to thank all you guys who listen to the podcast every week faithfully. Really appreciate it, and um, God's going to have something for you here this morning. But this morning I kind of want to talk about how to be an effective Christian, how to be a, how to be a Christian that isn't pushed around by the world. So we all know um, those people in our lives who are Christians but aren't really moving the kingdom forward per se by telling people about Jesus or really even living like a, a life set apart. But they'll kind of use um, their money or however they can to try to try to um, help the kingdom. It's it is really great that they're helping, but the the problem is is that you you can't use you can't use giving or things like that as an excuse not to live a holy life or to help moving the kingdom forward by putting your own life down. You can't keep God at an arm's distance and try to and try to hide behind your money or or giving in certain ways. So I just grew up seeing a lot of people trying to say that they were trying to help move the kingdom of forward God. I mean, use, moving the kingdom of God forward, but they really just didn't want to give up certain things so they would do certain things just to keep kind of God and laying their life down at an arm's distance. But today I'm going to talk to you about really what helped me be effective at USF and what really helped me um, build the Bible study with everyone here at USF. So the biggest thing I would say that has to do with helping me be effective would be the Holy Spirit. That's the number one thing. That we're not supposed to we're not supposed to do this at all by ourselves. We are supposed to partner with God. We're supposed to do everything as Jesus did. When Jesus started his ministry at the age of thirty, he went to John the Baptist and said, John need to baptize me. And of course John was like he was like, I don't want to do it. He's like, I know you're God, but he's like, do it. So John did it. And when Jesus went down and Jesus came up, heaven ripped open. And the Father said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. And a lot of people, this is just a little bit, this is a little sidetracked, but a lot of people think that God was just pleased with what he did. God wasn't just pleased with what he did. He was actually pleased with who Jesus was. God loves who we are. He doesn't just love what we do. God's not performance-based. Um, he is obviously he's happy when other his other children get to know him, but he wants to know us. Um, God loves our nature. He doesn't just he isn't we we weren't saved to get other people saved. You were saved to know him and have an intimate relationship with him, and then out of that you just automatically do the other things. Um, so I just wanted to clear clear some of that up because sometimes people think oh oh God's just happy with what I've done, but so when Jesus came out of that water, what happened was heaven ripped open and God said, this is my son um, whom I'm well pleased. And what happened was uh, John said that he saw the Holy Spirit come down like a dove and rest upon rest upon um, Jesus. Now that dove obviously is the Holy Spirit. So if Jesus said that he's going to do everything as, as we should do it and we're going to, and he's our example and Jesus did his whole ministry with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was the power, because the Bible says that Jesus had the Holy Spirit without measure, and he did all of his miracles through the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is a necessary thing to have be an effective Christian. I've had a lot of friends that um, didn't necessarily have the Holy Spirit, and 
and they try to live a Christian life, and it was very, very hard because the Holy Spirit gives us power. The Bible says that you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the utmost parts of the earth. So the Holy Spirit gives you the power to actually be effective. I've had, I've had times in class where people are just drawn to me, and they're like, they're like, are you a Christian? And I'm like, yeah. And I was like, how did you know? And they're like, well, I could just see the joy in your face. And that joy is in the Holy Spirit because the Bible says that there's love, that the kingdom of God is love, joy, peace in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is how you be effective. It's the, oh, the Holy Spirit is our partner. Jesus literally said in John 15, 17, he said, or 16, he says, and I will pray the Father and he will send you another helper with the comforter of the Holy Spirit that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him for he dwells in you, for he dwells with you and will be in you. So just to explain how the Holy Spirit works, you know how everyone says that Jesus is in your heart? Well, it's true, but it's not exactly true. So what actually happens when you get saved, the Holy Spirit comes into you. It comes into your spirit, raises your spirit from the dead, and the Holy Spirit and your spirit have communion in your heart. And Jesus is actually up in heaven at the right hand of the Father, um, intervening for us. And then the Father is, is, in <clears throat> is in heaven. So what actually ends up happening is the Holy Spirit is in you at the time of salvation, but the Holy Spirit comes upon you just like he came upon Jesus at the time of his baptism. So when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you shall receive power. Um, just like Acts 1.8 says. So now the Bible says that the Holy Spirit came like a dove. So when the Holy Spirit comes like a dove, you got to think about it. God doesn't use, like I've said before here several times, God uses these natural analogies to help us understand things. If a, if a dove's on your shoulder, you have to be pretty, pretty careful how you're walking around. If you're not pretty careful how you're walking around, the dove's going to fly away. And I think that analogy is perfect because when we have the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will always... We'll always have the Holy Spirit, but there is ways that we can grieve him and we can get the dove to, to fly off. And um, the way that that really happens is if there's, if, we're, if there's sin and if there's things like that nature, the Holy Spirit will always be in us. You'll still be saved, but the power of God may just not be there. The power of God can, can really leave when there is sin in your life because the Holy Spirit can't rest on you when there's sin. Now, now yes, Jesus does make you make you. Um, Jesus does save you. He cleanses you by his blood. We are saved. But, but if we're constantly living in sin, it, it, it almost neglects the blood of Jesus because the Holy Spirit actually gives us, gives us power, gives us power to overcome it. A lot of people think grace is just there so we can, um, we can fall and we picked up. I'm not saying anybody's perfect. I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I'm saying that the grace that God has through his Holy Spirit is actually there for transformation. If, Grace without transformation and moving forward, it, it isn't grace. It's just, a, it's just a free card to sin. So what I'm telling you guys today is, is the way that to live a holy life is through the Holy Spirit and having union and relationship with Him. And um, the Bible says that when we have the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's going to automatically clean out our house. I love when Jesus goes in and flips the tables and get all the, gets all the people out of the temple that were selling in there and you made the whip. I really, really, really believe that that is an analogy or kind of like a metaphor of what the Holy Spirit does in our hearts. 
So the Holy Spirit is going to go in our hearts. Imagine your, your heart like a house. You have a bunch of different rooms, and the Holy Spirit is coming in, and he's like, man, I just want every house in here. Like, I'm cleaning this place up. I'm making this person holy, and it's, it's just going to happen. Like, this is it. And so what's going to happen is, is the Holy Spirit can only clean out the rooms that we let him. We have free will. We can give God as much of our life as we want. That's why a lot of people, like I said in the beginning, they kind of keep God at arm's width apart. They don't necessarily want to just give their whole life to Him. So they're going to be like, okay, this is my due diligence. I'm going to give God just this. And then that's all they really give Him. Um, but God says that in Ephesians 4.27, give, nor give place to the devil. It says that like every area of your life, your friends... <coughs> Your life with your girlfriend, your your wife, or whatever, everything has to be, everything has to be holy. You can't have any place in your life that you're not being, you're not giving down, to, you're not giving to Jesus. Because especially when you start moving the kingdom of God forward, the enemy's gonna try to get you at those places where you weren't that strong. And and when you really, when the Holy Spirit really gets you to the point where your whole life is laid down, that's when you're effective. When I'm here at USF. I love it because I live here. So, like, I there's always times of, like, people are like, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? And that's, like, right when you can say your testimony. I remember I was at the gym the other day, and a guy asked me, he's like, "Are you? so what are you doing for Gasparilla? I had a, I had a project with him. He, I told him about the Bible study, but he had a bad experience with a different one. So um, he didn't, he, he was kind of shy to go to a new one. But I was like, I was like, and then he asked at the gym. I was like, oh, man, I actually don't go. And, um... I was like, I'm not going. He goes, he goes, really? He's like, yeah. And he said, he was like, yeah, I'm not going to drink, but I'm just driving my friends around. I'm like, yeah. I, I was like, yeah, I'm just not going at all. I don't really do that anymore. I did that a lot in high school. And I was able to share my testimony. And he ended up really like um, thinking it was really cool. He's like, man, he's like, I really respect that, what you're doing. But the thing is, is that really showed him that there's something about me that's different. And if I can just get him to come to the Bible study or, or if I can see him again, I, I know there'd be an opportunity to to maybe even baptize him in the Holy Spirit, which would give him the power to live the holy life and live a life he wants. Everybody wants everybody wants this life. I know my, my friend Caden, I remember I'll never forget when when we were um we were he we were talking one day and he talked to me at a football game and he said, Man, I went to boot camp and I just was reading my word and he was like, I just I just knew there was more. And I remember talking to him, and I'm like I'm like, I knew the Lord set like this up. Like this was this was a setup from God from the very beginning of time. And I was like, Kaden, there is more. And I, and I talked to him about the Holy Spirit and the baptism of it. And, and now and now Kaden's like um, in Bible school and following the call of God on his life. And I'm not saying it, and not saying it's me, but I'm saying that the Holy Spirit's been working towards Kaden his entire life. And then he just set me up as a liaison to introduce Kaden to the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit has given him the power to do everything he's doing. Um, but, yeah, because Caden obviously made his own choice to follow God. But what I'm saying is is that the Holy Spirit is, 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 is the, the is, I guess you can say it's the business plan of the kingdom of God. It's the way that God designed everything to do. And without him, it's very, very hard to have power as a Christian. And, we're, and I'm tired of seeing Christians being pushed around. I saw my whole life growing up, Christians were just being pushed around, man. They were being put in a corner. Nobody would listen to them. And the problem is, is you're, the problem is, is that people aren't living holy lives, so there's no power in their witness. If you live a life set apart, like I, I hear, I live my life set apart here at USF. Like, I live at a college, 
uh, I live in an apartment off campus that's college living, and it's just everyone, you know what I mean? There's parties here on Friday night to, like, 2 a.m., but, like, if if you can live a life set apart and, like, people know that, like, that, that speaks so much. Like, that's really what does it. And having that witness that happens through um, relationship with the Holy Spirit is really what makes the difference. So um, what I really just wanted to talk to you guys here tonight is if you've never received the baptism of the Holy Spirit or you have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit before, I just want to tell you that this is this is the way that God intended it to be. He, he made all of his, um, after Jesus died, and then he rose again. He came back for 40 days. He made them wait in the upper room for 10 days till Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came. Because this is what gave them power. This is when they all spoke in tongues. The tongues of fire came on their head. And then 3,000 people got saved that day after they got baptized in the Holy Spirit. And that, it was just a natural thing that happened. Because the Holy Spirit will draw people to himself. The Holy Spirit is the greatest evangelist. It's, it's the Holy Spirit that set me and Caden up to talk. It's the Holy Spirit that has set me up here at USF. It's the Holy Spirit who's been talking to you your entire life, who's been coming after you your entire life. Now, the Holy Spirit doesn't get any credit in the church, and He just wants to know you and have a relationship with you. And, and man, the Holy Spirit is really what changed my life, and He's what's going to change yours. So if you've never received the baptism of the Holy Spirit before, maybe that you have, and you just want a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit, I'm just going to pray with you right now to receive it. And when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, there is evidence of speaking in tongues. It's going to come up out of your belly. It's going to boil out. I had a roommate that came to a few Bible studies, and um, he ended up not really going. And he told me one day that he was in his shower. He didn't tell us this for like three weeks. He was in his shower one day, and one time he just started like vomiting words for like 30 seconds. And he just started speaking in tongues. And this was a random thing. He said he was there minding his own business. He wasn't even thinking about God or anything. And then he just started speaking in tongues. And tongues is um, the kingdom of God's language. You, every nation has its own language. That's God's language. It's speaking the um, perfect will of God over your life, even though you don't even know what you're saying. But you can always ask God what you were praying about, and he will tell you. But that's separate. I just want to tell you right now, if you want to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, a new baptism of the Holy Spirit, I just want you to raise your hands. And the biggest thing is you have to open your heart. The Holy Spirit's a gentleman. He's not going to come unless you want him to. But if you want that power that comes from heaven, I just want you to raise your hands right now and just open your heart. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Holy Spirit, for every single person listening to this podcast. Father, I thank you, Lord, that there is a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit for every person here. Thank you, Father, that anything that's trying to mess with anyone, Father, right now, I command it to go in Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that when you come upon them, that anything, any depression, any anything that was trying to mess with them, Father, must leave in Jesus' name. And thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're coming upon your children and you're having intimacy with them. And I thank you, Father. I thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, Thank you guys for listening. Um, I'm going to post this podcast on Facebook so everyone can see on there. But if you want to reach out to me, reach out to me on Facebook and on Instagram. My Instagram is Zach underscore car seven, Z-A-C-H underscore C-A-R-R seven. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, You guys are awesome and have an amazing day.